This is the John Oakley Show podcast. But I did want to speak about uh, raining on someone's parade. Elizabeth May is in the ascendancy, according to a new poll from Campaign Research, and it's at the expense of the other progressive parties, the NDP and the Liberals. The Liberals stand the most to lose. And so uh, Brian Lilly is with us from the Sun uh, newspapers because uh, he's written about this. A new poll puts Greens high, Conservatives in line for win. Let's find out all about it. Brian, how are you doing this afternoon? Uh, I'm anxious, John. I'm anxious. You know, it, you, I'm, I'm not thinking politics, which is rare for me. <laughs> thinking about the game. I'm thinking about putting that plastic bag, you know, <laughs> over the body while I still can. Mm. Yeah, we can get into that. You know, I, I actually think that this announcement from Justin Trudeau is related to this poll or what the liberals have seen in their internal polling. They know that you know, they've got to take votes from the NDP if they want to win, except NDP voters are going, you know, um, we don't really like Justin Trudeau. We don't like the way he's governed. He hasn't been as progressive as we thought, so we're going to park our votes with the Greens right now. Well, we've got to try and win them over. And so banning single-use plastics, everything from garbage bags to, um, uh, you know, plastic straws, stir sticks, and, you know, ladies, possibly... Plastic tampon applicators. Whoa! Want to throw that out there? Jeez, that 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 will get women angry <laughs> if you ban that. So uh, then you know he, he's going to try and steal the green vote. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, so uh, what you're saying though is uh, with the tampon applicators, have they really thought this through? Is that your question? Well, uh, you know, I'm wondering how much they have thought this through. Um, you know, part of it is similar to what the Ford government wants to do here in Ontario, which is say okay, there's a lot of this excess packaging and excess waste, and the cost falls on municipalities. The Ford government says we want to take that cost and you know, put it on the uh, producer, which, by the way, you know, uh, as much as you, know, you might want to say, okay, well, that sounds good. If the Ford guys do that, that puts up the price of everything because well, it's on the manufacturer to pay for the recycling as opposed to the municipality. In the end, we're the ones that pay. But, you know, are we paying due to increased taxes or are we paying due to increased prices? Well, Catherine McKenna is going to speak to that because that's what they've got on plan, you know, uh, going after the producers of these plastics that uh, are being diverted into landfill rather than being recycled for any good further use. But let me get back to uh, this poll thing here. So what you're saying is the uh, vote that's going towards the Greens in this case is fluid because perhaps uh, the progressive cred of the Liberals has been taking a bit of a hit of late. I thought maybe, you know, they just discovered like an epiphany that, uh, you know, the charisma of Elizabeth May. But it's more than that, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, it's not the charisma of, uh, of Elizabeth May, who, by the way, you know, I've, I've met, I've talked to her many times, interviewed her, and you know, lovely woman, but, you know, she's been around Parliament Hill a long time. Uh, she's just increased her party, you know, doubled their seats from one to two. Mm. I don't see them popping the carbon-neutral champagne anytime soon to celebrate a, a win as government. The, the national top-line numbers are the Conservatives are at 35% support, the Liberals are at 32 That's pretty much within the margin of error. Yep. So slight edge to the Conservatives. But then you go to the NDP. They've fallen from uh, a high a year ago of 18% down to 14 and the Greens have come from 8% up to 12 but then, this is an interesting part of what campaign research did. They said, okay, 
how wedded to this vote are you? Are you going? Are are you open to considering other parties? Are you only going to vote for your first choice party? And when they asked that, uh, they found that both the conservatives and the liberals had a a room to grow of about forty percent. The conservatives came in forty one percent of the voting public said, "Yeah, I'll think about that," and forty percent said the liberals. Much smaller for the other two parties. But what's interesting is that the percentage of the electorate that says, I'm only voting for this party, the Conservatives have 25%, a full quarter of the voting public says, I will only vote Conservative. The Liberals, who are at 32% in popular support, uh, only about half of them, 17% say, I'm only voting Liberal. The other two, it's down to seven. So on the left, on the progressive side, where you've got a three-way split, they're all looking and sniffing and saying, well, who do I like? Where am I going? What am I going to do? Who's got the best ideas? Right. It's not committed. Uh, I guess I'm surprised it's only a margin for error split of 35 for the Conservatives committed now, whereas the Liberals, 32%, despite all the scandals and such, uh, I would have thought the brand had taken a bigger hit than that, and uh, they're really hanging around. Yeah, I mean, they're doing well. They're doing much worse than their 2015 win, which was 39%. And, of course, they celebrated that as if it was the biggest win ever. By the way, Doug Ford got just shy of 41% uh, in his election a year ago. Hmm. So they've dropped 7% from the last election. So that's a fairly significant drop. Um, It's just above where the Conservatives were in 2015. So let's say that this carries through. I could definitely see the Conservatives winning a minority or a very slim majority. But the chances of the Liberals winning, if these numbers hold true, very, very minimal, very slight. Again, Brian Lilly, political columnist with the Toronto Sun, in reference to this campaign research poll has just come out and shows the uh, Elizabeth May Greens uh, having... Built a little bit of momentum, I guess we could say, uh, relative to where they were uh, in previous occasions and the NDP, you know, uh, somewhat, I guess, dropping off. So the progressive vote is fluid is the point. But, Brian, let me ask you, I mean, how are the individual leaders polling and uh, how's the liberal brand doing? Because Justin Trudeau effectively is their brand. Well, and, and this is kind of interesting because Elizabeth May, on favorability rating, outpolls both Andrew Scheer and Justin Trudeau. It's charisma, I told you. There, normally, she doesn't pop up in their polls, uh, but she's popped up at 35% approval rating. The uh, Justin Trudeau and Andrew Scheer ratings are 32% each. Jagmeet Singh has a 23% approval rating. And you say, okay, well, Elizabeth May could be our next prime minister. Again, don't pop the carbon neutral <laughs> champagne just yet. Mm. When you go to disapproval, uh, Elizabeth May is, is is not ranked in that. Oh, oh no, she's down at twenty one percent. Sorry, twenty one percent disapprove of her. Basically, people don't really have an idea of her, but they are uh, projecting. Much like Obama in his first win, they're like, we don't know this guy all that well, but he seems like a nice guy, and we'll project what we want onto him. I think that's what's happening with Elizabeth May. But Trudeau, who's been around and been in power for quite a while, he's got a fifty four percent disapproval rating. Andrew Shears only at uh, 37%, and Jagmeet Singh at 30 That tells me if Jagmeet Singh only has a 23% approval rating and a 30% disapproval, that means pe- there's an awful lot of people that don't know him, and he hasn't broken through. Elizabeth May really, as I say, they're parking their votes. Andrew Shear has the best results out of this, but then again, 
he hasn't been in power for the last four years. I don't care who the leader is. If you've been in power for a little while, your disapproval numbers go up because you make decisions. And, well, somebody's not going to like them. Again, with Brian Lilly from the Toronto Sun on this poll, campaign research has shown some interesting developments insofar as the election uh, upcoming in, I guess, four and a half months' time, which is an eternity away, so uh, we'll take that with a huge grain of salt. I guess there are other factors to consider, and uh, not least of which is who's got the biggest war chest. My understanding is the Conservatives do, and uh, that matters in these kinds of things. And then the breakdown along geographic lines, because... While a poll may be a snapshot, you got to win it riding by riding by riding. It's kind of like electoral college uh, politics, is it not? It really is, and that's where I think that uh, the Conservatives have the advantage, both on the money side and on the geographics. Look, the, uh, the Liberals won every seat in downtown Toronto in the last election. They won every seat in Atlantic Canada. They did very well in Quebec. They surprised by winning more seats in Manitoba and Alberta than, and British Columbia than, than they thought. They've got about a 14-seat majority. They're going to lose at least seven in Atlantic Canada. They had 80 seats in Ontario. They're down to 78. They're going to lose some of those. They're going to lose all four that they won in Alberta in the last election, and they're going to lose some in British Columbia. So where do they make them up? That's the difficult part for them. That's the electoral math. And the Conservatives have a massive war chest. They have at times out uh, fundraised all the other parties combined. And to out-fundraise a sitting government is very difficult to do. And that's normally a sign that people are voting with their wallets even before they vote at the ballot box. So what do you make of the strategy? Liberals seem intent on jettisoning the Western vote, Bills C-48 and 69, you know, uh, which will lead to uh, stifling resource development. And they look like a, a lock to pass. Uh, is that just part of the campaign strategy as well, appease Quebec, maybe uh, Central Canada, and uh, the hell with Alberta and, and uh, Saskatchewan? It's almost a save-the-furniture kind of campaign uh, move. Look, they, they know that they're going to be wiped out in Alberta. They won four seats last time. They're down to three because they kicked out one guy for being a little too handsy <laughs> with the ladies. Uh-huh. Um, they're going to play with C-48 and C-69, which are very against oil development, to try and keep seats in Vancouver. Uh, they're going to lose seats in the B.C. interior because there's an awful lot of people in that area that rely on resource jobs. But really, how many people in Toronto vote on pipeline issues one way or the other? Not that many. Right. And so you get into the 905. If, if you're in Mississauga or Oshawa or Pickering or Markham or Silva, are you voting on a pipeline that runs from Alberta to British Columbia? Probably not. And, and, and really, the, the, the election will be won in two areas, the GTA and the, the GVA, the Greater Vancouver Area. Um, he's banking on winning in the Greater Vancouver Area and rolling the dice in the GTA. I guess it's all how people perceive what is in the national interest, so it'll remain to be seen. More polls, I guess, coming down the pipe anyway, and so uh, we'll update that file when we get to it. Brian, appreciate your weighing in this afternoon here on The Oakley Show. Brian Lilly, just proving that, you know, there are some other things to discuss apart from the Raptors. You know, we talked about the pipeline thing and, uh, you know, the liberal strategy out west when it comes to resource development. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.